1: England in this series last summer and has shouldered such a burden over a two or three year period as captain how fitting that a single from him should finally bring this series to a conclusion Yep, the words there of former England captain and expert commentator Michael Atherton there on reflection. And there's a bloke who knows exactly what uh, Joe Root has been through as a captain over the years because Michael Atherton was, uh, of course, longtime long-time captain of England uh, and under pressure himself at times as well. Uh, And how fitting it is, too, for England to chase down a record total of 378, winning by seven wickets. Can you believe that? Joe Root and Johnny Bairstow, the two Yorkies at the crease, together finishing on 142 and forty two and one hundred and fourteen not out, respectively. Uh, they're calling it rock and roll cricket, some of the lads, and uh, other people around the England are calling it basball. Um, it's, it's named after, of course, Brendan McCullum, and uh, it's about the attitude, I think, as much as anything else. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, where Brendan McCullum has taken the heat off uh, the England coaching position, it's going on the England rugby position of head coach, and Eddie Jones is starting to feel it. And we're not far away from uh, the World Cup. So who better to talk to us about both of those subjects this morning? Uh, it's British time in the evening, of course, is the Daily Mirror's Dean Wilson, who has been kind enough to rejoin the show. I think third crack at Dean in the last uh, couple of months, Dean. But uh, we're always talking about some pretty good stuff as far as England's cricket is concerned now. Uh, what a performance, chasing down 378, the best ever run chase by England. Can you believe what you're watching here?
0: yeah look absolutely delighted to be back on with you smithy uh of course every time i come on that's another bottle of sauvignon blanc so i, I don't mind at all but yeah it's uh <laughs> it's been a terrific uh, few weeks watching uh, the way england have gone about it four wins out of four certainly didn't see that coming uh when when things started off we thought that it was pretty exciting there'd be this positive aggressive intent shown but we didn't realize just how Powerful and, and how and, and how effective it, it could be really and uh, you know taking on New Zealand you know World Test Champions pretty decent side in their own right um, was always going to be a, a stiff challenge that England rose to but I think there was always a feeling that. India coming over even though it was for one 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 off test that they were going to try and bring their their A game because the last thing they wanted was to give up the 2-1 lead that they had from the series last year and so you could tell that they were they were right on it from the word go but England were just too strong record run chase bring anything you want to set we'll chase it they say so uh, yeah bring it on
1: were you surprised to see them give the captaincy to bumrah Jas- jasper at bumrah for this one off
0: um not really. I mean, th- to be honest, the, in- the, the Indian captaincy has been like the, the hot potato, whatever format, since Virat Kohli's, um, well, in- even before when he was captain, uh, they had some shuffling of the pack with, uh, I think he left the tour of Australia to, to go home for the birth of his child. Um, there were some injury issues. So, you know, Ajinki Rahane's done it, um, Kale Raul, Rohit Sharma. And-, and then, of course, they've had, you know, Hardik Pandya doing it in the t 20s you know Jasper boomer for me you know a, a real competitor you know he is a guy absolutely in kind of Coley's uber aggressive mold and he's got the skills to, to back it up um, and I thought that that was a fair a fair shot I thought he captained in India you know pretty well and, and did his job pretty well um the fact is that whatever they scored England were going to chase it
1: it's incredible. Now, what are, we, what are we seeing here from your point of view? You know these players very well. You've followed them around the world. Uh, transformation of uh, the players, the batsmen in particular, or are they just going through an absolute purple patch?
0: Do you know it? it it's a fun, I'm I'm asking myself that question quite a bit because um, it, it feels somewhat ridiculous the transformation, in, in particular, with someone like a Johnny Burstow who has scored something like thirty percent of his test runs in the last um, eighteen months or something ridiculous. I mean he he has just been a, a man reborn. Um, He's always been a terrific player, don't get me wrong. He's always been, in my mind, one of the best six batsmen in England, but um, has just been kind of shunted up and down the order and, and used in, in a variety of ways. He, I'll tell you what it is for me. I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the show before. It's actually the L word. It's about love where Johnny Berso is concerned. I'm not sure that Johnny Berso has ever quite felt as much love from a dressing room, uh, an England dressing room, as he's feeling right now. And, you know, people might say that's a, a strange thing to say but if you knew Johnny and and just the kind of his yearning to to have that acceptance and 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 everything that kind of goes with it I just think that Ben Stokes Brendan McCullum are two guys who actually will bring that out of of players or or rather who will give that support and give that love to players and back them no matter what and I think sometimes uh, you know I'm not saying that Joe Root didn't love his players but I think sometimes you can say these things but it's quite another thing to really mean it and I think that Ben and Baz you know really mean it and and are kind of bringing the best out of the players that they've got so at the moment I I I think I think it's to do with uh, you know the bit between the ears and 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 more than any any other great uh, magic to be honest.
1: Well I talk about the Fab Four and batting which are of course Williamson uh, coley smith and root now root has the most uh, test centuries amongst them with 28 that 50.76 so uh, we are now seeing the best of him again after a, a, a somewhat of a lull by his standards
0: yeah, absolutely. We're seeing the, the sort of form that I think he, he always threatened to produce before he got the captaincy. I think when he was just batting and and had a real kind of zest for the game, I guess. I, I think when he took on the captaincy, it was a really interesting thing because uh, in the case of Kane Williamson, Stephen Smith, and Virat Kohli, they all went to a, a new level with their batting when they when they immediately got the captaincy. They uh, scored. More hundreds and, and led their team to, to more success. Whereas for Joe, he actually started to struggle scoring his hundreds. He always gets a few runs. He, he was he scored plenty of fifties in that time, but it's you know converting into those big scores, which your your number one batsman needs to be doing to make you as successful as possible. And it's it's now that he's actually producing those kind of those kind of figures. Um, admittedly, the last year of his captaincy in 2021. Was also a really special for year for him with the bat, um, but the rest of the team didn't didn't go with it. The, 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 the form that he showed was very much out on its own. This time, now that he's he's scoring the runs, uh, a few others are doing it with him. Ollie Pope's got a hundred. Even Alex Lees is coming out of his shell a bit. Ben Stokes clearly a world class batsman as well. So um, yeah, Root's got a few others to come along with him now.
1: I think the attitude thing is, is interesting. And I saw a quote, uh, Dean, from Ben Stokes saying, a part of me wanted them to get 450 just to see how we would go chasing 450. I mean, this team, it sounds like they still haven't found what they think is, uh, are their boundaries as such.
0: Not at all. Uh, you know, I mean, how how many could they have chased? The way that they overhauled three seven eight? you know, three down, two batsmen with not out hundreds, uh, you know, it was done I think 90 minutes after play on day five, you know, we still had more than 60 overs left to play and, you know, they're scoring at Over five runs and over at times, that's another three hundred runs onto the total. You know, I know it doesn't necessarily work like that, but um, you 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 just you're starting to think, starting to wonder just what that they might be uh, might be capable of. I also think that you know what what was so special about the performance against India was that having played New Zealand, you know, you're in the middle of a Test series against a team that you. Um, you know the bowling attack, you know the bowlers, the angles and, and how it's coming out of the hand. you p- played them three games in a row. So you've got a fair about familiarity. You know, they're coming in against India a little bit cold. You know, Boomer's got that unusual action. Mohamed Siraj, uh, Mohamed Shami and Shardul Thakur all very decent bowlers as well as a very high-quality spinner. So for England to take down that attack, with such ease, um, I just thought really that was another step forward for me in terms of, of, of how they're playing at the moment. And you know, we've got a bit of a break now. I'm, I'm about to go and cover a, a T20 match tomorrow. I'm not sure whether you know whether it's the same guys playing or not because you know they're going to be playing the same style of cricket. But um, we've got a little break before the next test series against South Africa, but I can't wait. I, I'm I, I'm genuinely excited about the next test match and um, I'm not sure I could say that too often recently.
1: Two, uh, two things before uh, we go across, across to uh, Eddie Jones and the England uh, rugby side. I just wonder uh, Baz has shown the faith uh, and you can do that with a winning team. Uh, he hasn't mucked around with his top order. He's given them opportunities. So are you satisfied that that is now perhaps a settled top order. The other question, of course, uh, the acid test will be against Australia. That's about a year away at this point. What about the legs of Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad 12 months away?
0: so as far as the top order goes you're absolutely right while they're winning while they're being successful while Joe Root Johnny Buster are doing the heavy lifting that does give you a chance to kind of put a bit more faith into Zach Crawley um, Alex Lees and Ollie Pope Uh, Ollie Pope got a hundred a couple of games ago you know Did really well there, but I still think if you're going to be a consistent, you know, top three player, he's still probably got to tighten up a little bit. You can't at at that level, at that at that top order, you can't just wait for flat pitches, ball not doing too much or a quick change for a softer ball, you know, there's going to be times, especially England, where you've just got to be really tight with your defence, leave the ball well and, and make sure your techniques up to scratch and, and there's still a bit of work to be done on that. We can see with Zach Crawley, he's doing that work and he's really trying so hard. He he left the ball much better in the second innings um, at uh, Esbuston but of course, you know, he then left one when they changed the ball. It did a bit more than he was expecting and had his off-stump been back. Uh, Alex Lees is, is starting to make progress, starting to look a bit more confident, but still, you know, until you get those three figures, until you you, you really know that you can do it at this level, there's always going to be that question. So, there's still a, a work in progress, but yeah, they, they can give them a bit more time, a bit more support, definitely. No no problem with that. Um, the issue about uh, Jimmy Anderson and, and, and Stuart Broad and, and the Aussies, Look, I think, I think they're just going to have to manage Jimmy. Jimmy's still the best in the business, no doubt about it. Picked up another 5 wicket haul here in this game. But his output in the second innings of matches has been a bit, little bit shy. Uh, he, he can't play back-to-back-to-back matches as well. You're going to have to manage his workload. The guy's turning 40 in a couple of weeks. So, you know, that's understandable. The interesting one for me is Stuart Broad, who I do think is kind of really trying to cling on to, to his place at the moment and he's just battling really, really hard to do so. If guys come back online like Mark Wood, uh, Ollie Robinson, Ollie Stone, Joffre Archer, you know, these kind of high-paced bowlers, uh, you know, I think Stuart Broad may well have a bit of a battle in his hands to get to, to that Ashes series. But one thing I know about Stuart Broad is he's got he's got that battle, he's got that mentality, so I can't write him off. Last thing I would say about Australia... Steve Smith said, let's see about Baz when you got Josh Hazelwood on a green seamer. I love the fact the Aussies are getting riled about this. It's going to make mm. for a terrific series next summer. I can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, I can I can honestly say that'd be easy. If they wanted to sell the tickets now, they could. They'd go in five minutes. So that's a great sign for uh, English cricket. However, for English rugby, not quite so rosy at the moment, Dean. Eddie Jones under a fair amount of pressure here. This is an England rugby side who lost uh, to Australia, albeit by two points. Some late tries helping the cause there. Uh, but they, were 14, they had 14 men for, what, uh, 46 minutes of the game, and they couldn't break them down when it really mattered. So what are we looking at with Eddie Jones and England rugby right now?
0: Look, I I I think it's a love affair that really is turning very, very sour, I'm afraid. You know, I talked to quite a few of the guys who still cover a bit of rugby. I I know you said you got Peter Riley on later. Good man, Pete. um, Shared a few moments on tour with him. Um, I still talk to a few of the rugby journos. And you know they're getting increasingly agitated by Eddie and 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 the fact that there's no real progress, no real sign of progress, no real sign of a plan. Actually, um, you know he's kind of trying to move the team forward, but going back to to some other players. You know, gone back to Danny Care when he almost kind of had written him off in, entirely. He's gone back to Billy Vanapola um again when he seemed to have moved on, and this kind of chopping and changing is leading to uh, uh, there's got no cohesion there's no there's no rhythm there's no um nothing is smooth about the way england are attacking at the moment it's all well and good having you know decent physical specimens who can do the grunt work you've got toje and Laws and, 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 and uh, games and players like this, who, you know, terrific athletes who can get the set-piece work done. But, you know, rugby, just like cricket's about scoring runs. You know, rugby's about scoring tries and, and scoring points. And uh, on that front, the attacking game at the moment is completely lacking. I thought it was, you know one of the worst first half performances I'd seen even though they'd uh, they got into the lead I thought England were just completely and utterly devoid of any real attacking threat and then Johnny Hill and Darcy Swain oh my god pathetic bit of rugby that was you know the way that the those two carried on just did nothing for me um and I think Eddie's really, yeah, he, he's struggling at the moment. He's got to find a way to get this attack firing, and maybe, just maybe, he's got to choose between Marcus Smith and Owen Farrell. Does he does he put his faith in the young lad, you know, up and coming, or does he keep sticking with Owen Farrell and 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 be loyal to him? I think he might have to make a choice there.
1: Why don't they work together well? What's wrong with that combination?
0: I I, I I don't think they're on the same wavelength. To be perfectly honest with you, I think that I think Owen still wants to control the game from twelve as much as anything. I think Mark. I think Marcus Smith is a guy who wants to play a more expansive style of rugby, but he's also got to kind of fit into the the, the framework that they're that they're creating for him. Um, and for me, it's just yeah, it's not it's not working. Uh, one of the best, you know, Owen Farrell, who who is a more structured player, but he's certainly capable of of opening up the game. I can remember when Owen and um, Johnny Sexton for the Lions combined so successfully uh, in New Zealand on the last tour, you know, with their wraparounds and their you know driving the team forward with their attacking style. But there just doesn't seem to be that kind of cohesion between Smith and Farrell at the moment. And as I said, with the with the changes going on at scrum half and at number eight, you know that that axis between uh, you know number eight, nine and ten is so important. But it is it's really clunky at the moment. There's, there is no uh, real cohesion there. So you know that's where the that's where the the, the attacking game starts. Uh, And then it gets its impetus in the midfield. And then when you see, uh, uh, was it uh, Karevi the way Karevi was just dominating the midfield um, last week in the second half, it goes to show what what a a, a side with an attacking threat can look like. And that's why I think Australia will feel very, very confident about going to the next game uh, in Brisbane.
1: Dean Wilson, as always, thank you very much uh, for your uh, summary of uh, where the, the cricket team is now that they have a slight hiatus before South Africa, and also uh, filling us in on that uh, English rugby side and uh, the relationship with Eddie Jones. Interesting stuff. Second test, Brisbane, Saturday night. Dean, thank you very much, mate. Yes, you're right. Uh, you're up to three bottles now, and there'll be good stuff. Don't you <laughs> worry.
0: <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto.